What's happening, travelers? Nitsan Mosri here, the traveling investor, with another awesome show of the Traveling Investor Live Q&A. This is where we demystify the art of success and wealth, right? This is where we talk about how to master your mind, body, and wallet because, you know, we're born into our families and then we're born into, you know, specific societies, right? And certain parents are born into a certain, you know, family lifestyle. Uh, we're born into a certain financial reality. But what most people don't understand is that just because we are born poor, you're born poor, uh, or you're born into a specific family or socioeconomic, uh, uh, it doesn't mean that's where you have to end up, right? Being born poor is not your fault. But dying poor is, and a major, and a majority of people live life by default. They accept the cards that they were dealt and offer no resistance to mediocrity. Here on the Traveling Investor Show, we talk about how to live life on your terms and create the life, finances, relationships that you dream of. So join me, Nitsan Mosri, your host, every week on the live Traveling Investor Show where we demystify the art of mastering your mind, body, and wallet so that you can be at every baseball game, go on every vacation, and make memories that you and your families will remember forever and ever. And what I love to do is I love to bring on incredible guests that help us demystify the art of success, of longevity, of mastering our mind, body, and wallet. And today is no different, except today is a very special day because I have an incredible guest that has achieved massive amounts of success, not just financially, but in relationships, in his network, in every aspect of life. And, you know, I always tell people, right, what's the one thing I like to share with people and tell is that find someone who has what you want, do what they did, and you'll get what they got. And this man today, this gentleman that is going to come on and, and to grace us with his with his presence is has done just that. In all aspects of life, he's gone out there and he's mastered it, and, and it's incredible. So I want to introduce Kevin Harrington. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial. He's one of the original sharks from the Shark Tank. He's a Fortune 100 investor, philanthropist, best-selling author. He's done it all. He's also one of the principal pioneers of the As Seen on TV industry. You know, he's the owner of As Seen on TV Inc. and As Seen on TV.com. And Kevin has launched over a thousand products in over a hundred countries in dozens of languages, creating over, check this out, $6 billion in global sales. Do you think Kevin has some nuggets, has some ideas, has some it, great information and wisdom to share with us. Absolutely. So at this point, go grab your pen, grab a piece of paper, get ready to take notes. Um, you know, as, as, and, and Kevin says, as media consumption transitioned to, to digital in anticipation of the explosive potential, Kevin sold all of his as seen on TV assets. So he's also a forward thinker. He understands markets. He understands trends, right? Uh, he then transitioned to the digital media and started investing in public and private companies. And now Kevin sits on the board of directors for multiple companies and has created, check this out, $10 billion in value. So without further ado, you know, let, let me stop talking because I want to hear this gentleman. Kevin, how are you, Kevin? Hey, Nitsan, good to see you. Very, very nice. Great, great introduction. <laughs> Thank you. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, one thing I'd like to share with everyone is that um, you and I are partners in an investment company called MTN Investment Group, where we go out and we we buy awesome multifamily properties, right? And, and exactly. We'll, we'll kind of talk about real estate a little bit later on, but do me sure. a favor, Kevin. You know, people always want to know the backstory, right? right? We see we see the success, we understand the success, but a lot of people think that you've got to be born with it, that, you know, it, yeah. it, it, you got to be fed it or, or whatnot. So share with us kind of where you were and how you, you know, became this yeah. incredible entrepreneur. Well, I, I thank you so much. I uh, We have some mutual friends in, in Cincinnati and that's where I was born and raised, one of six kids. And I was not born into a wealthy family. My, my father was a bartender. Uh, my mother was a school teacher and, and with six kids, they, you know, they, 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 the, the rich part of, of my growth was the family. And, and I'll say that, um, I didn't care about money because I had the most amazing family. And I realized that that was going to give me some knowledge and, and motivation. And my father was a mentor to me. And, and, and eventually I say he was a bartender, but then he saved up enough money to open up his own bar. So at 11 years old, I was bar backing and working inside his places. And he was teaching me that that's not the way to live your life working for somebody else. He said, so now I, you've worked for me for a number of years and from 11 to 15. And he says, now it's time that you start your own business. And cause I said, dad, I'm not, you know, I want to make money, you know? And so I started a, a driveway ceiling business and I had that for four years in Cincinnati. Then I, when I got to college, my dad sat me down and said, look, there's no money for your education or your anything. You know, you got to pay for your books and your tuition and your uh, schooling and room and board and everything. And, and, and that's a lot of money for a young kid. I was 18 years old, so I, I needed a full-time income. I started a heating and air conditioning contracting business when I was 18, going into my freshman year of college. And, and I was getting leads from the courthouse of new homeowner transactions. So this ties into real estate. Mm -hmm. If someone just bought a house, and this is now back, I'm going all the way back to the 70s. I, this was 1976. I was getting the new homeowner transactions, calling them and giving them a free safety check on their furnace. They just moved into a new home. They got good credit. They, they, they should find out how to work that furnace. And by the way, nearly only 10% of them had air conditioning systems, central air in, in, a, in a city, Cincinnati, it gets into the 90s and humidity, terrible in the summer. So we were doing furnaces and air conditioning systems and, and, and all of that at a young age. But bottom line is I sold that business. Um, and, and, and here I was an entrepreneur with some capital and I'm, I had a, bought a house and I've got cable TV coming into my house and I'm watching the first part of cable TV when it launched in 1980, early eighties, I think it was 82. And, and the, if you remember TV before cable, you only had a couple channels three okay. or four, five mm -hmm. at the most. Once cable hit, you had the first round of cable, you got 30 channels. This is back in the 70s. So I'm going through all channels, ESPN's 24 hours of sports, HBO movies, 24 hours a day. Wow, I loved it. I got to the last channel, nothing was on. And, and there's just these colored bars on the screen. I called the cable company. And I said, look, I'm getting 29 of the 30. There's some technical problem possibly. I'm not getting anything on channel 30. And they said, well, that's Discovery Channel. It's a brand new channel. They don't have a budget for 24 hours a day. It's an 18 hour a day channel. 
And that's when the light bulb went off. I said, great, I think I might have some ideas on something we can put inside that six hour block that has nothing, right? Products. So we started putting products on and we had, you know, from Arnold Morris with the Ginsu knife and Billy Mays and then Jack LaLanne and the juicer and Tony Little and fitness products and George Foreman. And then we started getting involved with celebrities and we did Kim Kardashian's first infomercial. And, and, and of course her mother, um, uh, Chris Jenner, we did it. I did it half a dozen shows with Chris Jenner that did seven, eight hundred million dollars in sales. So that's part of that six billion dollar number or 10 billion, I think, that you were talking about. But this was the change for me. I now was going all over the world, putting my library of infomercials. Not only I say all over the world because we're running them in the States, but just like movies go to Germany and Holland and Sweden, we dubbed them into the local languages with partners in a hundred plus countries, took the company public. And um, we came out at a buck a share, went to $20 a share wow. uh, over a, a couple of year period of time. So, so that was the, the early days of infomercials as seen on TV, et cetera. And just real quick, I got one last story because you, you mentioned, yes, I decided I saw the handwriting on the wall. Television viewership was dropping. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, like the Netflixes of the world, if, if you're on Netflix, you don't see infomercials, right? Yeah. So people used to come home from school or work and they turn their TV on and I'd have a chance of selling them something through an infomercial. Well, they come home and they watch Netflix. They're not going to see my infomercials. And boom, I said, time to sell. 10 years ago, I sold with the goal of if, if I'm only the C, if I'm the CEO of one company, I can run one company good, but then I have one upside. If I'm yeah. Involved with dozens of companies, I have dozens of upsides. So the first board that I joined is this little energy drink called Celsius. And so it's it's a energy drink. The company was a small little public company, 10 cent mm -hmm. stock. And we built this into an $8 billion business, wow. believe it or not. We're in 180,000 locations around the world right now. I was on the board for 10 years. I left in December, just a few months ago, last year, and um, uh, a 10-year max on my my term as a, as a board member. But it was good timing because when I had first got involved, the stock was 10 cents. By the time I joined, it was 22 cents. And now I'm sitting there, it's $100, time for me to retire. Good timing. I had a chance to sell some stock then also. So the bottom line is no when to hold them, no when to fold them, that's on. But, you know, it's... I love doing deals and projects and whether it be the thousand products that I did over the years or now the couple of dozen uh, boards that I sit on, uh, as well as partners with folks like yourself. We have a real estate venture that we're going to be talking about. And I'm going to explain when we get into real estate why I like real estate and why it's different than many of the other things that I've been doing in the past. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So quick question before we get into real estate. What would you say are some principles that help companies scale? Right. Good because question. you started off, you started off, it was like you with that one channel and then you started scaling and going, going global and doing all things. So what are some things that people out there that have a company, that have a business, that have an idea, they want to start it, but you know, scaling it is another story. So my focus in my business of as seen on TV, because we were a product company, we, we 
we would produce an infomercial and I'd have to buy time. So let's say I spent a thousand dollars for a media slot um, and, and we were buying, you know, literally hundreds and hundreds of slots a week for different projects. We tracked this, the results of every single one of those. And we had to focus on a customer acquisition cost that was allowable, right? And meaning let's take the Tony Little Gazelle. It sold for $400. The product cost a hundred. We were buying media was costing about 20, about a hundred dollars per order. Also, that was the customer acquisition. Now, if I can get a customer acquisition of a hundred dollars and a product cost of a hundred, but I'm bringing in 400, I'm, I got a gross profit of 200 minus the credit card processing and the phones mm -hmm. and fulfillment and overhead. But I've got a nice baked in profit because I focus on a hundred dollar, we call it a CAC, C-A-C, customer acquisition cost. Now, if if so when I'm rolling out that media, I'm spending a hundred thousand a week, two hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, we get it to a million dollars a week, and we're acquiring customers. We are focused at a hundred bucks. If if we get to two hundred dollars one week, we're in trouble because now we're not making money. We're breaking even because a $200 acquisition cost is 50% of your sales. You can't afford that much to, and, and be profitable. So, so our if, if we didn't make that hundred, we'd go back to those stations, negotiate a deal and say, look, we're, we're, we want to keep running and giving you money, but we need a little better return on our advertising investment. And they would say, sure, we'll give you a couple more airings so that the average, it would average down. So this was the art of that world for us. We were able to scale. We were able to, I mean, the, the Tony Little Gazelle ended up, do, was doing hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. And actually at one point topped out over a billion dollars. So you don't scale to a billion dollars if you don't have a really good defined strategy to acquire those customers. And, and so one other thing that I add for those that aren't in is the product side of the business so much like I was, is just kind of like we did with real estate, Nitsan, is that it what, what you and I created here in this venture is it's sort of a dream team. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I always, when I was a young entrepreneur, I, I was pig headed and, and cocky and I thought I could do it all myself. But guess what? <laughs> you bring in the right people, they make it a lot easier, they, you can scale faster, you got expertise. And so, you, you know, from your side and, and my side, our friends in Cincinnati, we've got construction people, we've got real estate folks, we've got sharks, we've, you know, we've got this dream team of experts. We're going to raise capital easier with a dream mm -hmm. team because Absolutely. people aren't just investing in one person. They're saying, wait a minute, this is a team of people. So you raise money better, you, you know, you're, you, everything all just comes together in a, in a quicker, better fashion. So those are Absolutely. a couple of things. Um, that help in a scaling process. Awesome. So dream team, knowing your customer and, and reducing that customer acquisition cost, the CAC. Exactly. Right? That's pretty much, you know, your, your, and, and, and I think it's, you know, it's even in, in the real estate game, right? Cause we need to know our customer and we have to, our customer, our investors, right? People that we meet, right? Yeah. So we have to figure out a way how to lower our acquisition cost on how to bring in new investors into our, into our business, to our company. 
So, you know, exactly. it, it holds, you know, what you're saying holds good for many different industries because that's pretty much the basics of it. Right. I mean, everybody needs to, to get customers. And I mean, I, I was sitting at lunch today with somebody and they're 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 telling me that their customer acquisition cost is eleven hundred dollars. Well, wow. They've got a twenty thousand dollar sale. And <laughs> if you can bring in if you can spend eleven hundred and get twenty back, let's do it, you know, hundreds of times a day. Right. right. So mm -hmm. this is this is how you focus on scaling your business. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. All right. So let's talk real estate. What, yeah. Why, why do you like real estate? What is it that uh, attracts you to real estate and, so, and multifamily? Yeah. I mean, look, I'll say, I'll talk about the energy of an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I would put tremendous energy into a product, um, whether it be a Tony Little or Jack LaLanne celebrity or non-celebrity. Um, and and the challenge we would have is, I, I hate to say this, but a, a product business typically has sort of, I, I call it a, a, a bell-shaped curve. It, you go up, you reach a peak, and then sales drop. Why? Because the media stops and, and, and people, like even the George Foreman grill, you, you, you either bought one or you didn't, but eventually- I have one. I have you one. have one. I have one. We all have one. It's, you know, you can't sell anymore if everyone's got one. Right. So it, you know, that dropped and it's dead. So, so now real estate is the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when you invest your time into a real estate project? Yeah. You can have some of those one-off profits, but you can also have a business that has appreciation. And if, if I mean, I, I, I'm not a real estate guru. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a product guy and a, and, and a shark and I invest in deals, but every single piece of real estate that I've invested in, 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 in it has gone years later has gone up in value. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think of actually mm -hmm. one that, that didn't, but, um, and that was a whole different situation unrelated to the market, right? It had to do with that particular piece of property, but it's, so where do you get involved with a business that keeps growing and growing and it's, you sink your time into it on the front end and a little bit of supervision, management, et cetera. And, and this is one of the exciting things about real estate. It's, and, and at the end of the day, you know, if, if you're raising money for real estate, what do you have? You got the great asset of the piece of real estate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can, investors can have, they can have security because there is a piece of real estate that has an appraised value by a bank. And so it's a bankable business, much more so than it, somebody that comes to me and says, you know, I've got this new pair of, of glasses that I want to sell and, and let's, you know, go raise $5 million on this idea, right? There's no bankable uh, right. asset there, right? So real estate is bankable. There's great experts. You can create a great dream team and, um, and, and people today that they, they may have bought a few years ago, they're looking to flip, make a little bit of money, but there's still some money in there for the future. So um, I'm excited about our venture and it's uh, it's really cool. Really, really, really good to be in the real estate business with you. I, I couldn't agree more, right? There's a finite amount of real estate. It's not going anywhere, right? And it's getting less and less. And it's one of the things that keeps appreciating. You can take depreciation off of your taxes. It's, it's a great way of, um, of keeping more of your money 
than a lot of the industries out there. Uh, we have a, a question from one of your old Cincinnati friends, Beth. Oh, wow. Uh, Great. She's asking, how is your experience on Shark Tank? Oh, well, that Shark Tank was a lot of fun. I, I ended up shooting 170 uh, plus segments on Shark Tank. Um, and, and, you know, I invested in, in quite a few products. Some of those did very, very well. Um, not all of them, because that's just how things work in that space. But um, hanging out with the sharks was fun. And, you know, it, it's when people ask me a lot of times about um, Kevin O'Leary, you know, the, 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 the tough shark, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I always, I, I like to ask the question and it's on, I'll ask you, do you know why Kevin O'Leary calls himself Mr. Wonderful? I do not. Because nobody else will. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one that thinks he's wonderful, right? I've never heard anybody actually call him Mr. Wonderful other than himself. <laughs> uh, he's actually a pretty cool guy. Uh, but people like to pick on him because he gets a little bit tough on people. Uh, yeah. So I've had a lot of fun with with uh, with O'Leary and and I've been on stages with Kevin O'Leary with Damon John. Damon and I did a big event down in the Bahamas at the Atlantis Hotel. We had five thousand people and Barbara Corcoran and I did a real estate apartment event. There was fifteen thousand people in Denver at a big event we did out there. Real mostly real estate folks and I, I love doing real estate. Uh, uh, events and um, and and so um, and Herchevik and I did an event at AT and T uh, down in Dallas at the headquarters with 300 senior executives. So Shark Tank is you see the show, but then you also you know all the sharks are in business deals. And I mean, just earlier today, mm -hmm. I saw Herchevik's on a jet commercial, and Barbara was on a software commercial, and so they've leveraged themselves very nicely. And, um, and, and, and I think Shark Tank, by the way, has been, it's, it's, it's one of the most successful television shows in the history of television, 14 seasons running now. Mm -hmm. And it runs, Shark Tank has local versions all over the world. There's, there's right. a Australian Shark Tank, mm -hmm. an Australian yeah. Shark Tank, Israeli Shark Tank, South mm -hmm. African Shark Tank, a Mexican Shark Tank, et cetera, et cetera. And so I travel the world hanging out with all the sharks because um, I'm an original shark from the very beginning, and it's been a lot of a lot of fun hanging with many of them on a global basis. That's right. That's great. That's great. Uh, someone is asking, uh, what makes you interested in real estate? And they saw Barbara Cochran over the weekend. Uh, she says hello. Uh, this okay. is coming from Russell, one of our business partners, Russell. Uh, yeah. She actually said she wanted to connect with you soon, Kevin. Uh, we spoke about multifamily properties, so it's nice. Yes. It's, it's, uh... So let me let me ask you this quickly because I know you got a you got a hard stop in seven minutes, and I want to get some more info out of you for our listeners. Yes. You know, real estate. We're out there doing real estate deals. You know, twenty million, twenty five million. We're growing and growing. How do you, you know, and, and I see you on, on social media and you have your, your live events as well. Maybe you can share some good nuggets with our listeners today about raising capital. What are some things people getting started in real estate or going out and raising capital for other businesses? What are some of the things that they should be mindful of when going out there and raising capital? Well, so the, the, this, is, this is the funny thing. When you watch Shark Tank, sometimes people come out and they feel entitled to money. Like I'm here, I've got the greatest idea. You need to give me money, right? So they 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 sometimes have that attitude that you know it, that that 
they're owed something because they're they're coming there and 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 they've got I mean they all in a good way have a very positive feeling about their particular product or business but understand this they're getting a, a little slice of five sharks life when they're coming to pitch and we're going to hear five more right after that we're going to hear 10 more the next day and 100 more over the next couple of months and and you need your opportunity has to stand out it has to, i say what what makes it unique and unique enough such that there's nothing else out there that is similar in nature possibly because it's you know mm -hmm. it I, I don't want to invest in something me too um, but the, mm -hmm. the big point i'm making here is that you have to make the investor understand that you care about them and they're getting a return on their investment because some people would come out on shark tank and say I, I need a million dollars. And guess what? I'm willing to pay you 5% interest, $50,000 uh, as, as for, the, for the use of that money uh, over uh, a, a one year period. And it's like, you know, look, we're not banks. Okay. I mean, we're not looking <laughs> to make 5% on our money. We, we, you know, if we're going to risk a million that we may lose, Right. You know, we, we're looking for multiples of, of, of millions to come back, two million, three million. Uh, I mean, in a case like this, pennies became worth millions. OK, so the, the, the smart investors understand how to get good returns. But you, as the person raising the capital, need to speak to the, the, the investors that need for return on their investment and within a reasonable period of time, because I don't want to give you a million dollars today and three years later, still waiting another two or three more years to get that back. I, if, if, if we've set up front, okay, we got an 18 month window here. We're going to, we want to put it up now, liquidate it within 18 months and let's work on that strategy. So get in tune with, I say there's, there's dozens of, uh, uh, at least a dozen type of investors. Some that want a, a return, you know, high return on their investment, others that'll stick in a little longer, others that look for patents and, and IP, others, you know, that, that look for different unique distribution uh, situations, et cetera. But the bottom line is pay attention to the investor and understand that, that they need to, to, to feel comfortable that they're going to get their, their investment back. And if you give them a warm and fuzzy on that and they start writing checks, then the rest of the people are going to come in because the, the toughest money in a money raise is the first check. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're raising 10 million, it's the first hundred grand that's the toughest to get because everyone's like, well, who else is in? Right. So mm -hmm. once you get that momentum, and you're fair to those people on the front end, you're going to have good success. Awesome. Awesome. So, so that's, that's, that's great. Uh, that's great information. So travelers, I hope you're out there taking notes and writing this stuff down because this is exactly what you need to do to go out there and raise capital, right? Start talking to people, have a yeah, good, one uh, other thing I, you know, we talked about it, but getting that dream team around you is mm -hmm. you know, people. If, if I'm investing the worst deals I ever did on shark tank were when I, I just bought into the entrepreneur's, you know, smoke and mirrors and they had no substance around mm -hmm. them and, and the money was gone in six months. I mean, I, I, I had a situation where I wrote a check for 500,000 and six months later it was gone and the business was closed and it was a one, 
person operation, there was no dream team. And that's why I, I don't invest unless I get a good dream team anymore. That's absolutely. And that's kind of what I teach my, uh, you know, my coaching clients as well is that you don't have a track record. You don't have success. Create that team around you that has success. And now you can move forward together because, you know, success by proximity. Uh, we got about a minute and a half. Um, I know you do live events. You want to share with us uh, where your next live event is going to happen? Oh, so next week I'm actually going to be in Cartagena, Colombia. Okay. Oh, wow. So um, I'm doing some international stuff. Recently, I, I, I just did a big real estate event in Orlando, 10,000 people at the EXP uh, real estate mm -hmm. event. That was last week, actually. Um, it's, it's been in the last two weeks. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I lose track of weeks sometimes. But um, EXP Realty is a, is a really cool real estate uh, uh, company. And, and, and so I, I had a little keynote up there. And I had a, uh, one in Dallas recently. And I, I also, about uh, two weeks ago, was at the SHRM conference in New Orleans. Um, there were 16,000 people at that event. Uh, that I keynoted and, and that's, uh, human resources. Um, and so, um, the, the, the things, so I, I know the ones that I've just done. I know a couple that are coming up, but there's going to be, um, um, probably eight or 10 more. And, and let, why don't we do this? And it's, and I can have my team maybe, uh, um, send back some of the details of, of, of the few other ones. Uh, I, I have one in Costa Rica, sure. uh, in August at a, at a, mm -hmm. at a big, uh, place there too. But um, d domestically, uh, you know, I've got, uh, you know, six or eight more different things coming up here over the next few sure, months. So sure, yeah, I'll have my team get that back to you and we can put it out on the tail end of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll post it and we'll, uh, we'll make sure everybody sees it. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Kevin, thank you thank so you. much. You know, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to closing on our 118 unit property in Buckhead, Atlanta in the next couple of months. It's, it's doing awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're super excited about that property. If anybody wants more information, reach out to Kevin, reach out to myself. I'll be more than happy to share it. Uh, Looking forward to, you know, just growing and, and partnering with you. And it's phenomenal. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, uh, you thank bet. you so much for, for dropping uh, that knowledge on us. Hey, it's fantastic. And it's good to see. I knew you as a real estate guy, but here I'm seeing you as a media entrepreneur doing all these uh, fancy podcasts. So congratulations on uh, your podcast and hope uh, we've got some some good listeners and uh, let's let's get some of them to take some action. OK, that's that's the key. I hope they took some notes down and let's, let's see if we can get some, some activity uh, with a few folks that are listening today. So thanks for having me and Hey, have a great holiday. Take care. Thank you. You too. Talk soon. Bye-bye guys. And travelers, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Nitsan Mosby, the traveling investor. Uh, we're going to be back next week somewhere on spaceship earth. So mm -hmm. tune in and let's see who we get next week on our show. I'm Nitsan Mosby. Be well, be safe and happy hunting.